you are now listening to Asasu Arasai, and this is Material Girls. First of all, with all the issues that we've had, we have to start with all more. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't expect I don't, it to be this difficult. Honestly, I don't even know. I don't know. That's, that's it. That's the end of my statement. I don't know. Because <laughs> from trying to record the podcast to trying to figure out how to save the video and open the video and then edit the video and get exactly the problem and we use like how many hours to to find a recording three Three hours almost three hours to find recording nobody told us that (laughs) we are women in tech that's all i have to say honestly at the end of the day we found our way around it so go women in tech so how are you I'm good. You. To be honest, actually, life is treating me well. I'm just like tired with like schoolwork and all of that, but it's going pretty well. How are you? Yeah, I'm no- our corporate girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On a normal Friday, I would have said, I'm okay. It was such a chill day. <laughs> but today, of all days, they decided to slap me with work of left, right, and center. Every five minutes, they'll put <laughs> random meeting into my planner. I say, why? It's Friday. Don't you people want to go home? <laughs> we had agreed. We're like, okay, we'll start recording at 12. 12 o'clock, we're like, okay, yeah, we'll start at 2. 2 o'clock, we goes, they just gave me extra work for 3.30. That's how we ended up starting at 7. Honestly. But at least we're here. <laughs> we're here. But also, I'm sure you've seen everything going on in the news in terms of, like, Ukraine and Russia. It has been crazy. And I have so many mixed opinions about the whole thing i had to go and do like a lot of research to really understand what the whole issue was because initially i was like if the two nations the two states that they're fighting over want to Mm -hmm. go to russia then just let them go to russia but then it's really Mm -hmm. not as as simple it's not as white and black as that because this is also going to be diminishing ukraine's global position if Mm -hmm. they allow them to take those states it's going to be basically giving russia more unnecessary standing over Ukraine, which is exactly what mm-hmm. Ukraine doesn't want. But I also kind of see from Russia's point of view, because if Ukraine does join NATO, then it has stronger power to now bring forces against Russia. I feel like Russia's, Putin's probably trying to defend Russia. I, I don't think he's going about it the right way because this is mm-hmm. unnecessary. Nobody needs to be dying for, you know, ego trips and unnecessary land grabbing. But mm. what ego it is, trips. I guess. That's actually what it is. It's, it's really but just ego trips. For those of you that don't know what's happening in Russia, I'm so sorry, but if you don't know what's happening in Russia, you're very responsible. At our age, oh. you're not watching <laughs> the news, or you're getting not everybody is doing. Not everybody is doing them. Um, what do they mm. call it? Not everybody has general knowledge like that. Mm. You should be more like interested in what's going on around the world, though. You really should okay. be. I can't even like Osa, you reach a certain age where it's actually irresponsible if you don't know what's going on around the world. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you get your information from Twitter and not the news section of Twitter, but just your TL. That's Okrika news. Yeah. Right? Everybody's giving you their two cents. That's not real news. And but giving yeah, you so, their own wrong perspectives exactly. on what's going on. So like yeah. for those of you that don't know what's going on in Russia, essentially Ukraine wants to join NATO. America is putting pressure on Ukraine to also join NATO. Russia is like, nope, that's not going to happen, not on our borders. That's just, I'm not going to give you the yeah. whole story because I'm not a news anchor. Go and research. Um, but yeah, <laughs> pers- I, I'm, I'm in two minds about the whole situation because I'm seeing both sides. I'm seeing 
Russia's side of the argument. And I'm also seeing Ukraine's side of the argument. And I think, like you said, it's it's a power trip. They're all like you can sit exactly. down and have conversations about this P. Like you can actually have conversations. I saw this thread where someone was telling was talking about how they were able to cross into Poland on foot. <laughs> I I think I saw that. Along the way, Ukrainian soldiers were like stopping cars and buses and taking out the men between 18 to to 60 and, you know, forcing them to stay behind to fight a war that they really have no business fighting. Do you Mm -hmm. understand? It's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. And really and truly, what do you want a 59-year-old man to do? Somebody that's probably had two hip replacements. Apparently, there was like a verbal agreement between NATO and Russia like years ago that they, NATO wouldn't expand eastwards, but they'd be yeah. doing that. And NATO was like, there was no such agreement. But again, verbal agreement, you're not bound to anything. So if they want to... It's literally just the case of, believe me, you said it. I remember <laughs> you said it. Eh, but I did say it. I, how can I say such a thing? Another thing that is filling this whole thing is... The unnecessary involvement from the West. I don't know why they cannot just mind their business. Because I'm pretty sure that, well, let me not say pretty sure, because at the end of the day, I'm not in Russian or Ukrainian politics. But Mm -hmm. when two people are fighting, Mm -hmm. you don't help the situation by telling one person, don't worry, if he hits you, I will join you and hit him back. Exactly. one person is going to be feeling unnecessarily bold. Exactly. And don't worry, if you hit me, People are going to hit you back. Exactly. And now the other one is getting agitated. Like, I'll hit you and all your men. What do you think you're doing here? It's just such a terrible situation. And, you know, I feel like it shouldn't have even gotten to this place in the yeah. first instance. But as it's mm-hmm. here now, we need to quickly do what we can to not let the effects be as devastating as they could be. But yeah, so I think we should move on to our actual topic for today. And we want to wish you guys yes. happy International Women's Day. It's a big thing over here. And let's just start with what does International Women's Day mean to you? <laughs> For me, International Women's Day is a set-aside day that is specifically for celebrating women. For celebrating mm-hmm. women's political achievements, their you know career achievements. Basically, just everything that women have done and everything that women hope to do in the future that's the day for us to just celebrate, look back and say, this is where we came from. This is where we are now. This is where we're going. You know, yeah. it's it's a day for us to highlight the gender inequality issues that we're facing. Generally, just, you know, have conversations, get towards achieving gender parity and you know, improving women's social standing. It's a, it's a lovely day. Personally, I celebrate it, even though I know it's not really celebrated like that in Nigeria. In fact, on Twitter... International Women's Day is a day for the men to tell themselves that they are good. I don't understand why they do that, but it is oh what it is. Nigerian <laughs> you know. that's an that's an episode in its own, in itself, Nigerian men, <laughs> and we can call it that, Nigerian men, <laughs> just like that. But yeah, I'm just I'm happy that like this this day has been celebrated for so many years now. And I think for me, International Women's Day means the exact same thing. But this year, it's actually got me thinking. There's the standard question of, what does international women they mean to you? Followed by, here's the most yeah. inspirational woman in, woman in your life. Why are we always asking <laughs> about inspirational women? On that note, I'm going to say shout out to all the career women who don't really want anything else. They just want to chase their money, chase their career improvement. And that's such a lovely thing. Do you? 
shout out to all the housewives, people who just want to stay at home and take care of their children and just be homemakers. Shout out to the ones that aren't doing anything. You're going to do something eventually. Enjoy yourself exactly. while you can. Okay. There's not a lot of them that will go and yeah. do something though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people didn't come to this life to suffer. <laughs> some of them, they don't want to do anything. But, but, if you're one of those people that you don't want to do anything, do nothing proudly. Yeah. Do it with your chest. Don't let anybody make you feel bad for the fact that you don't want to do anything. Because yeah. did did God did God really put us on earth to do anything apart from enjoy? We're supposed to be running around the garden right now, eating nice fruits, you know, exactly. playing with the animals. So those of you ladies <laughs> that don't want to do anything, it's okay. Today I actually read a quote. And I was like, I really like this quote. I don't know why, but the quote, so it goes, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. And I went to an all-girls school, so that quote really resonates deeply with me because obviously, so in an all-girls school, you have two sides. You have the girls that are real girls' girls, and then you have the girls that are bitches. Oh, my God. It's like, (laughs) <laughs> everything that like they act like their very existence is for man and it's like they can't do anything to help you to empower you to nothing as long as it, there's no boy involved they can't help you and then yeah. them yeah. by nature even if it's just like oh could you help me get the paintbrush no you gotta get it yourself ah <laughs> or hey, sorry you <laughs> <laughs> or like or like you need help with your assignments or like you're in math or something and it's like oh could you explain this to me Mr. Alvarez is talking eh the teacher is not talking it's time to do work help me <laughs> like there's, there's there's a special place in hell for those girls and I like I don't know who said it I don't know who like who the quote is taken from but I really I really do like yeah. that quote you know why I think yeah. about that? I feel like, mm-hmm. for me, I'm always pushing this topic of internalized misogyny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you get to a certain age, I have to hold you responsible for that because mm-hmm. I feel like growing up is all about like unlearning the bad stuff that you learned and then learning what's proper and what's right now. Under a certain age, I feel like I can probably give you a pass. Not really a pass, I just won't hate you for it. Because it's like, you can really only give what you have. And if you're coming from an environment where that isn't something that you're taught, it's not something that you have in you. You know, Mm. I know quite a few people that like, (laughs) 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 I know quite a few people that went to primary, secondary school, university in Nigeria, and they had this, mindset like the mindset the average Nigerian has about how women should dress how women should talk you shouldn't have too many male friends because then people would think that something is you know wrong with you you know you can't be an assertive person because then you're deemed as just unnecessarily rude you know they had all those all those things as their own values and their own ideals as well and then they ended up going out not even just the UK but other countries where gender parity is, you know, a bit more, the gap is closed up a bit more. And you see in like two, three years, these people that were very Nigerian in mindset, you see in like 
from how they were when they were in Nigeria. And now you're realizing it doesn't matter what a girl wears. It doesn't matter whether she cooks or she doesn't cook or she's a homely girl. Do you remember when we got called domesticated? It doesn't matter whether she's domesticated or not domesticated, (laughs) you know? (laughs) You just see things clearer. And I feel like when you reach that point, that's where your unlearning begins. And then you start learning the proper thing. But if if you remain in really tight, closed circles that never really get... There's no space for information from the outside to penetrate in. You're never going to have these learning um, opportunities. It makes you just remain where you are and keep hating other women that are just doing things freely and, you know, being them. That is <laughs> it's like so a plague. true. It, it's a plague. It's a disease. And the funniest thing, you see it, like, women that don't aren't opportune to leave Nigeria. You see, like, okay, like now... During that whole NSAS period, like all the work Femco was doing. And then you saw there were yeah. women fully bashing the work that they were doing. And it's like not just the help they were providing for like the whole during the whole SARS period, but they were fully bashing yeah. the very foundation of Femco and the work that they do. And I don't get it. Like I get it, like just it's it's that internalized misogyny. It's the patriarchy. But yeah. it's crazy. That's the best word. It's crazy to me. It's actually so crazy because I don't understand how you, a woman, don't see how yeah. this can benefit you. You start wondering, like, what's your thought process? But yeah. I also think that people are able to think like that because to a large extent, like some of the things that these women-oriented organizations do, I feel like a lot of people, let me not say a lot, but quite a few people, are very detached from those issues. They're very removed from it, you know? Yeah. Things like female genital mutilation. I know when I hear it, I'm like, what? People do that. People still do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Somebody that maybe also has my kind of knowledge, right? You, you, this isn't something that is common in your circles. It isn't something that you hear about from, like, families, your family members around you and all of that. You, if you, If you aren't willing to look at the bigger picture and see how yeah it doesn't personally affect me but there are quite a few men that are going through this you're also going to have some kind of attitude towards that like what do you mean by you're pumping 50 million naira into female genital mutilation is that even a real issue you don't realize it's a real issue because you're so detached from what the average person is going through do you understand or yeah. not even the average person but like what the you know traditional woman is going through because it's not something that you can really ever fathom happening to yourself. Yeah, I mean, I understand weird. that. And it's also, it's strange. But, like, I still, like, part of me is, like, even though you're so detached, it goes back to that, trying to put yourself in another person's shoes. And it's, like, do you even want to put yourself in another yeah. person's shoes to even begin to understand? And a lot of, like, women don't do that. So it's, like, before they can understand it, it has to be applied to them. What if it was your sister? And I really hate that thing of, like, having to yes. apply it to yeah. them. The way I see it, if someone has to tell you, what if it was you? For you to understand, then you need to dig deep. You need to dig yes. deep. Something is wrong with you. Honestly. <laughs> it's so a it's very like, self-centered yeah. way to think. Exactly. I can't say, it's like, oh, you, you know when, when they were injecting girls in clubs? I can't yeah. say, oh, no, I don't get why they need to start searching people outside the club. I mean, okay, a few girls got injected. And then someone will now tell me, oh, well, what if it was you that was injected? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I would actually not want to be injected. 
okay, yeah, sure, they should start searching people yeah. outside. That just says something is pretty wrong with me. There's something hollow inside. Like you said, it's very selfish. I think that is part of Nigeria's problem when it comes to the whole um, gender wars, essentially. Let me call it that. Because a lot of, not just women, but like a lot of men, before they can understand it in Nigeria, you have to tell them, what if they did this thing to your sister? Or what if they did this thing to your mother? Before they can even begin to say, you know, let me tell you one time <laughs> on Twitter, when they were going on and on and on about this whole, women should stay in their house if they know they don't want to be sexually assaulted. What are you doing in, in, a, in a man's place at, at 4 a.m.? And someone now said, so basically what I'm understanding from this is, if you now as a man, you go to your friend's house to go and play FIFA at 3 a.m. in the morning and he rapes you. That means it's your fault. Why were you in his house at 3 a.m. in the morning? And men were arguing. They're like, no, you can't say that. That's your friend. That's your guy. And they said, no, 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 no. We said we shouldn't be in anybody's house at 3 a.m. in the morning. So if you were there and something happened to you, that's your fault, right? I thought that there was a bit of silence. I didn't see that argument for a long time. And I'm just like, okay, so you understand that your friend shouldn't be putting his hands on you or be trying to sexually assault you when you go to hang out at his house. But for some reason, the same rules don't apply to women. How? It, again, it, you see, because it doesn't apply. They're not a woman. They don't understand how it makes a woman feel. Like, okay, now, I've, there are lots of situations that I have not been in, but the next woman has. And you don't need to tell me, oh, Osasu, what if they did this thing to you? Before yeah. I even understand it, I will understand it immediately because I'm able to empathize and say, you know what, this shouldn't happen. But then when it comes to men, they don't get it. And that actually brings me on to an interesting fact I saw today. What was that? Do you know that 47% of Nigerian companies don't have an anti-sexual harassment policy? To be honest, I find that so easy to believe. <laughs> no, like, it's very easy to believe, but it's, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. Because, like, okay, like it, a lot of things now make sense. You know when something happens to a baby? Like, on Twitter, we always see it, and the babe goes to HR, and then the issue is not solved. Because in the occasion that they called the man to talk to him, they're literally just going to say something like, guy, no, they do that guy too. Finish because there is no yeah. policy. There are no rules. The fact that men even need rules to know that they should not be harassing a woman is it's 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 astronomically mind blowing. That's what it is. But forty seven that that means almost half of the companies in Nigeria don't yeah. have any policies on anti-sexual harassment. Nigerians are I'm when I say Nigerians, I don't mean like I'm not talking about a specific group. I'm just saying generally as a country. We're pretty desensitized towards sexual assault issues in the workplace. And I think a lot of it stems from not actually wanting women in the workplace. <laughs> but this is my personal opinion. I get the feeling women aren't even wanted there. So it's like, okay, we don't want you here. You forced your way in here. Okay, you two, you must walk. And walk now. So it's like when we, when you even bring these complaints and you're like, I, I, um, they said my skirt was too short. And you're looking at the length of the skirt, it's like maybe just above the knee. Or somebody made a, a lewd comment to you in the office. Instead of a lot of people to be outraged, like how can you come to work and be harassed? People are outraged that you will just let this thing die. Just leave this thing alone. Why can't you just focus on your work? And how do I focus on my work when I'm literally being abused in the workplace? Exactly. Because if they really valued women and wanted their input in the workplace, they would make an effort to make them comfortable. But it's like they're going out of their way to make them so uncomfortable. And it's like, okay. And they know that even if you complain, 
Nobody outside is going to support. And even if anybody supports, that person probably doesn't have a loud enough voice to cause any significant change in, you know, workplace sexual harassment yeah. policies and whatever. And yeah, it's wow. You know, lots of these things. Wow. It's a yeah. whole office culture, right? So many times, at least things even happen. You don't even have somebody to report to that you know will actually handle this matter pro- uh, properly. Instead, you'll probably just be ostracized for a bit. And then you hear stupid takes like, oh, no, I, I was just joking. Why are you joking with? Don't I don't know you like that. <laughs> Why are you joking I'm... with me? <laughs> and do you know what I love now, though? This, like, the new workforce that's coming up, like, our generation. We are not taking yeah. shit from anybody. We are ready to make you your be. job. We are, like, there was this baby I saw on Twitter. And I think, oh, God, I wish I could remember what it said. But basically, the guy was harassing her. And she was like, yeah, no, voila. don't worry. You see if you have a job by the, by the morning. They sacked this guy. I don't know what she went to go and do. I don't know how she did it. I don't know what she said. They sacked this guy. And he was not there like, ah, small play. Type of dirty small play. You're making me uncomfortable. Very small play. <laughs> and I'll say, oh, okay, Emmy, I'm just playing with you now. <laughs> I'm playing with your livelihood. Yeah, that's, the, that's the play I've chosen today. Your livelihood. You know me? Many times when women get abused in the workplace or harassed in the workplace, people are like, well, it should be a learning experience. Maybe he didn't realize that it was wrong. And I think it's so harsh to make him lose his job. So I'm in this um, women's group chat. It's actually a whole community, right? So what we do is basically we have book clubs and there's like events and they help with employment and all of that. Basically just a support group for women in their 20s. And one of the... Oh, sorry, why did you not invite me to this book club? I'm actually sorry. I will, I will, I will invite you. <laughs> You're telling me sorry. Then you came to this podcast to come and tell the whole world that you are part of part of women support. This is the this is the women not uplifting other women thing that we're talking about. <laughs> this, this is it. This is it. Are you the person that we're talking about in that book? Have you reserved your seat oh in hell? Oh my goodness! Please, I'm not. So heaven is the goal. So one of the topics that we were discussing, this girl had reported to HR that this man had made weird comments about her body and he got fired. The word on Twitter was that he got fired after. So we're talking and the discussion was, do we think the punishment was too harsh? And I was so excited that almost everybody on that group said the punishment was very adequate. Very, very adequate. Someone had tweeted like a few days ago that this idea of forgiveness that we keep trying to push when it comes to harassment and abuse issues is very unnecessary. Because now this forgiveness thing is being used as a tool by abusers to manipulate their way out of situations that they've gotten themselves into. So somebody will tell you, oh, well, you know, you should have just, when you reported HR, should have just cautioned him. He shouldn't have gotten fired. But it's like, you cannot tell me that a grown man does not know not to make comments about another person's body. Just he walk around the office telling the other men, oh, wow, I just love how your legs are looking in those trousers, looking so nice. Mm-hmm. Or look at how your pecs are just pecking today. <laughs> Very high, at, you know. So it's like, it's just one small act. It seems like one small act, but the snowball effect can be really, really good for us in the long run. Yeah, yeah. that's very true, actually. And especially, like I said, with this generation, because like the older generation, obviously, clearly they don't care enough, and that's why it's still an issue in 2022. But like, like you said, we are the ones that are entering the workforce now. In the next couple of years, many of us will rise up, yeah. and you know, we will handle things the way we wish things to be handled and that's what inspired the next generation and so yes. forth so you're very right there but as of right it's so sad to see because like oh as of right now 
it's trash. It's very much trash. Everything's trash. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see everything trash. I have, I have hope. I have. I won't lie. I won't even lie to you. I do have hope for Nigeria. I do have blind faith for that country. Yeah. Even though right now it's dark times, but I do have hope for the country. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, we're still talking about gender parity and women empowerment because, I mean, it's Women's Day. What else are we supposed to be talking about? Did you know that Nigeria ranks 139th out of 156 countries on the global gender parity scale? Let me repeat that. 139 out of 156. In other words, last. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Nigerians, Nigerians will be screaming, Nigeria know they carry last. Nigeria know they carry last. We steady carried last. When I say steady, ste- it's like they're paying us at this point. It's like they're paying us to just come in last. Just come in last. Do you know, sometimes when conversations like this come up, people are like, you know, Nigeria is a developing country, right? Countries in Europe and in America, like America, for example, they've had hundreds of years to get to where they are. But let me tell you something. Rwanda, Rwanda, I believe we all know where Rwanda is coming from. (laughs) What their history was, how they've managed to get us here. It has not even been as many years as... Rwanda is just recording. Exactly. Rwanda ranks seventh out of 156 countries in terms of global gender parity. Listen to that again. Rwanda is seventh. Nigeria is 139. What are we doing? We're not doing anything at all, clearly, because... Those that carry last, they're not doing anything. What can you be doing to get? You have to do something so that you go somewhere. Abby, what is going on? Honestly, for those of you that don't know what gender parity is, it's the statistical measure used to describe ratios between men and women, boys and girls in a given population. Yeah. So that you can. So I hope you guys are now following when we say gender parity. Like when I tell you some of these statistics, if I start giving you, you'll be like, uh, uh-uh, no, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a, that can't be true. But I'm saying this is very, very true. We were just when talking you hear about some the of workplace. these numbers. Oh no. We we're just talking about the workplace now. Do you know the average Nigerian woman's income is only fifty-eight point four percent of the average Nigerian man's income? But let me let me let me let me hit you with this one. Oh, let me hit you with this one. So we are only earning, on average, fifty-eight point four percent of a Nigerian man's income. But our level of participation in the economy helps Nigeria rank seventy-eight out of one hundred and fifty-six countries. Meaning, we are heavily involved in the economical activities of the country. We have businesses. We have jobs. You know, we have things that are bringing in money and we're also putting that money back into the system. But we're really only getting paid just above half of what the average man is earning. And do you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I don't know the exact numbers, but when it comes to unemployment levels, do you know that more men from the age of 15 onwards, more men are unemployed than women. However, women are paid less. The average woman is earning, was it 58% you said? Yes, 58.4% less. No, 58.4% of the man's income. Meanwhile, there are more women in the workforce overall for the whole country or working essentially. Whether it's a market, whether you're a market woman, whether you're a petty trader, there are more women working. It's so crazy. Again, this is the statistics are just mind blowing. This is what we call the patriarchy. As you're calling these things out, the only thing going through my head is, what the hell why 
And exactly. it's crazy for a nation that is known as the giant of Africa based by, on population. Yeah. Essentially, what you're saying is you don't value the input and the economic activity of half of your population. How can a country yeah. really thrive when half of the workforce is not is underutilized? Is and is it, underpaid. And it's not like, oh, they're underpaid and underutilized because of their own doing. No, but because of how the system is set up against them. In terms of progression, where does the country want to go when they only have half manpower or when they're only appreciating and valuing half manpower? Because yeah. we all know in Nigeria, before, in some places, before a woman puts her mouth, they will come and they will tell her, shut up, men are speaking. Men are speaking, oh. <laughs> and I'm always like, eh, the men that have been speaking since that we're still where we are now. But no, in their eyes, they're doing a fantastic job. And so where we are right now brings us into the discussion of the economic impact of not having gender parity, the economic impact of of leaving behind basically half of your population. You know, from what we just saw now, women are being paid less, but they're also really active in um, the economics of the country. Women are going to school less as well. And then... We don't even have lots of women in politics. Women in politics is a big area for us. But just missing out on so much. The female ministers we have add up to like 10%. And Nigeria hasn't even, we can't even, we're not even in a state where we can dream of having a female head of state anytime soon. We're not going to have a female president anytime soon. We can't even get a female governor first. Again. And it just makes you wonder, imagine now with all of these things, we still see doings. You know, women are still doing doings. So now imagine if we were actually empowering this whole section that's being left behind. Let the women go to school. Let female education need more of a priority than it is now. Let the women rise to the managerial positions. Let them be able to head places. Let them be head of departments. The home front will also be doing much better because you cannot give what you do not have. I feel like what a lot of people don't understand, and when I say a lot of people, I'm talking about the men here. We could achieve so much more if we had more men as allies. But the yeah. thing is, like we earlier said, it's selfishness. These issues don't seem to concern you personally right now. But let me tell you something. They concern your children that will come after you. They concern the children of your children that will come after them. Why? Because pushing for gender parity means positive improvements for all of us, not just the women, because maybe you're thinking, ah, why should you waste your energy for something that's going to benefit another group? It's also positive improvements for you as well. And I'll tell you how. First of all, on the global scale, women are representing a larger percentage now of the labor force. I'm not just talking about in Nigeria. All around the world, more women are entering the labor force. What this means is that we are going to have, if we're able to allow more children, more female students go to school and it creates better opportunities for them in the workplace, we're going to have more people working, meaning more productivity, meaning more talent to be used, more initiative, more insight, and not only just random insight, but specific insight now, because you have, you'll be able to get it from one part of the population's perspective, and you're also getting it from another part of the population's perspective, meaning that we can have a more balanced system. All this one that they'll be complaining on, on, on social media, who should pay on the first day, who shouldn't pay on the first day, and how many times should you pay before you can ask her to split the bill? Uh, women are always asking for money for hair. They're always asking for money for this. Women don't pay for anything. I mean, maybe we'll pay for things if we could afford to pay for things. <laughs> and wait, so, as you're saying this, because I know, I know that there are men listening to this podcast and their blood is boiling right now because they think we're <laughs> laughing at them. They were saying all these, they're having all these trivial debates on the tail. 
but it's an actual issue. Yeah. Like, yes, there are those girls that you see on Instagram that they're getting paid per post. Like, I don't know. Some of them, they'll pay them 500k per post. But you know what? Those women yeah. are less than 1% of the women that make up yeah. Nigeria. So I'm not, I'm not saying this to cool your blood. I'm putting things into perspective for those guys that are listening to this podcast and especially this section and they are getting heated because that's one thing with like men. This We're not here to bash them or anything, but like if you know, when you start having some conversations talking about how women are marginalized in one section and the other section, they yeah. get really heated and all of a sudden they try to make it about them like ah but what about me like now this thing about women are always asking to pay for hair and eh, but she only buys me boxes and singlets she does all she can afford because yeah. she's not getting paid yeah so yeah yeah continue because and just to, just to add to what <laughs> just to add to what Sasaki just said the rise of women is not about the fall of men. No. Women doing not. better has nothing to do with men not doing better. Because sometimes I see people say, oh, you know, feminists are just men haters. And I'm like, are you educated? <laughs> but to school? What's up for oh. college? <laughs> because I don't understand how you don't understand the meaning of feminism. It's not about making men the, the butt of all our jokes or basically reducing their position. You people are okay. You have been allowed the room to grow and achieve what you want to achieve. And women just want the same opportunity to be able exactly. to achieve what they want to achieve. Give them, the, all room, of that, give them the support. Exactly. And with all of that, nobody is trying to take away from you. Because, you know, some people can see it as, okay, there are 50 jobs here. All, 50, all 49 are occupied by men and one woman. So if more women are to come in, you know, we can't create more jobs. The jobs that are available. Yeah. The next next line of thought is so what's going to happen to these men? And it's like no, that's that's what we're saying. Yeah. Like sometimes a space will open up in the office, and again because of the whole nepotism, you know, gender disparity, like all those different factors that come into that play a big part in you know employment and recruitment. Yeah. Usually it's another man that fills the place. And it's like, okay, like now, it's International Women's Day. Many organizations across London, UK, they're making a huge deal about it. They're giving us their facts and figures, their statistics, like 49% of our board are women. And, you know, um, we only have 15% part-time workers as women. The rest are all full-time, blah, 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 all of that. Yes. And, And they're proud of those facts. What I don't understand is why are Nigerian companies proud to share facts like that? Because the arguments will immediately just be, you see, they're taking away the jobs from men to give to the women. I've seen exactly. this exact, exactly. exact line of arguments on Twitter. And it, it was with a, someone was offering, if I'm, if I'm correct, it was like a tech school thing. Mm-hmm. And they were paying for, for or rather they, they had three spots open, but just for women. Yeah. No, it wasn't a tech school. It wasn't a tech school. It was, it was a job opportunity. And they were looking for, I don't know whether it was a front-end developer or something like that, but they specifically said they want the job to be given to a woman. And men were saying, should it be about gender? Shouldn't it just be about who is qualified to do the job? There are lots of us out here that don't have jobs and we're looking for jobs. And it's like, I understand that, right? But at Sounds the end like of the all day, lives matter to me. Honestly, at the <laughs> end of the day, 50 years ago, when jobs were specifically listed for men, they didn't have a problem with that. Exactly. Politics is really a man's world. They don't have a problem with that because they are the ones on top. But now say, okay, 
at this level, we want only women. And at this other level, we want only men. All of a sudden, they're going to be heated. They'll be hot, steaming about it because in their opinions now, you're why are you discriminating? Well, then this is where I call hypocrisy. You think it's discrimination that people want specific roles for women or want to give women opportunities to get into specific industries. And you don't think it is discrimination or, or, or cheating when you sit in your office that has 41 men and two girls, and those two girls are the cleaners, or one is the receptionist and one is the cleaner. You don't have a problem with that. It's not discrimination when you have a male boss who is hot-headed and just, and everyone is okay with him and just says, ah, the guy is tofu. But you somehow have a problem with a female boss who is hot-headed and doesn't take nonsense because after all, she thinks she's, she's talking like this because she, she thinks she's, she's, she's now something. Oh, no, I have a type be, at home. Should we, should we, <laughs> and then they'll now label them as aggressive ill-mannered aggressive yeah she's not a you know, real woman said, this is why they this is why women shouldn't be someone on twitter said this is why women shouldn't be in management positions because when they get there they're always unnecessarily aggressive i can mm-hmm. tell you i have seen more men be arrogant rude and aggressive in managerial positions than i have seen women oh. do the same and the thing is a normal woman being assertive either they label her as aggressive or they say that she's on a power trip. Yeah, I'm not going to lie and say women in management positions sometimes don't. They, they aren't actually mean. But I can also understand why some of them feel they need to be mean. Because the way society has structured itself, right? It kind of gets into your head that for you to be able to maintain this position in a male-dominated world, you have to be less feminine. Yeah. You have to be tough. You have to have no feelings. You must have no heart because the moment you show one small bit of emotion, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you see, this is why women are so exactly. emotional. They're exactly. not logical. So now and she's working overtime to not be emotional. And it's coming off as extra mean. Yeah. And we saw this, this exact thing you're saying. We saw it when Theresa May was prime minister. I mean, yes, I think, yes, that was during like the heat of Brexit. And yeah. We saw so many men going about how, you know, she's a woman. She can't lead. Oh, my God. Yes. Da, da, da. She doesn't feel for her nation. You know, she, then they now brought in the fact that she doesn't have children. They said she yes. doesn't have children. So how is she supposed to empathize with the children of this country? She doesn't do this. One. She doesn't. <laughs> do you know what's funny? This country, this, this UK, they forget that once upon a time, there was also a Margaret Thatcher. She was a yeah. woman. She was very much a woman, but she ruled as an iron fist. So, of course, there are some women that, yes, they shouldn't be in managerial positions because they can't take the heat. And that's fine because there are also some men that cannot take the heat. And they are there and they are thriving. Exactly. So, it's like, what's so, good for the goose? It's good for the gander. If when men are there and they're, yes. and they're misbehaving, if when men if when men are there they're misbehaving, it's acceptable. Then when the women get there and they're also misbehaving, it should be acceptable. In my opinion, misbehavior shouldn't be acceptable. Period. Doesn't matter the gender. Women misbehaving, men misbehaving, it should not be acceptable. If you're leading a team, you need to actually be a leader. You can't just be a fire breathing dragon pouring fire on the heads of everybody that's working under you. Yeah, it's what crazy. it is, man. It is what it is. Like, and the thing is, it's like. These conversations need to be had and men have to be a part of this conversation because like now, okay, the two of us are sitting here. Yeah. Women will listen to this. They will enjoy it. They will not enjoy it. That's up to them. A lot of men will listen to this, get to a certain point. And I know that this particular episode, they'll turn it off because they don't like what they're doing. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, they've come again. Oh, they've come again. Exactly. <laughs> and if they like, they will drag us on the tail. That's their business. That's fine. 
but men actually have to be a part of these conversations because that's where change can be made because you know right now as it stands men occupy the highest positions in office yeah. the highest positions in corporate it's they're occupied by men i mean like yes 20 percent are women but the remaining 80 percent are men are so men. Yeah. if you want change you need men to actually, like you said, be our allies. We need those men to know what they're being allies to. So they should actually really, you know, yeah. they should listen. They should engage in these conversations so that when it's time to actually make input, they know what they're saying. Because a lot of times, what I've seen, I, don't, I can't yeah. speak for Nigeria because I don't work in Nigeria. But like here now, a lot of times what you see is like, like men on the board making decisions for women. But they haven't been yeah. a part of these conversations. So it's like, they're making decisions that with good intentions decisions yes. are coming from good places it's like oh let me how do i you know help these women in my organization feel more included and everything and they put out a ridiculous act like okay there was one company that was like oh for international women's day we're giving all women the day off and you know that's actually fine it's i can see like yeah. i can see the logic and the intention behind it it's like oh you know let them take a day off check their health relax yeah. but those type of actions are part of the problem because like now it goes back to the whole treating women differently it's it's almost like women's... infantilizing women in a exactly way. and it's like yeah. yes it's international women's day but how about instead of giving us a day off because really and truly we can still come to work we're not handicapped because it's a day to celebrate women no we can still come yeah. to work do the job we're paid to do and go home and enjoy ourselves and you know be the homemakers that we are yeah. we want to be but no it's like again because they're not part of these conversations they don't actually know what women need yeah. for change to be made because i would much rather have my company tell me oh yeah to celebrate international women's day 2022 we have decided that we're going to sponsor training for so 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 so, so amount of women i would much rather have that than exactly. have the day off exactly because what is the day of going to do for anybody i'm going to sleep it's I'm like going to it's not going to better my my and you're going to come the next day and the lads are going to be having foolish chats in the office about your gender. <laughs> exactly. And you I know what's funny? Just be... What I actually think in terms of like celebrating International Women's Day, now that we're having this conversation, I think International Women's Day should be obviously used to celebrate women, but the actions should be targeted towards men. How do you mean? <clears throat> like the forms of celebration. So if it's like, okay, like now if it's an organization, International Women's Day, yes, celebrate the women, do whatever events you want to do, but target the talk towards men. So like, let's say your organization is celebrating through like, I don't know, a TED Talk replica type of thing. Yeah. Have it be like an informative session explaining Oh, that's a good idea. Why this thing is important. Because as women, we know our problems. We know what our problems are. We yeah. know the glass ceilings that we face. Men don't. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not speaking for all of them, but the ones that don't, but they don't. Them don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there's no way for them to know unless they are educated on it. So it's like, yes, you can celebrate women, do all the occasions, do all the fancy, all the ceremony and whatever, but also target men because it's like International Women's Day, we spend eight hours, look how long we've spent talking about the problems women face. But no yeah. one of those conversations has actually said, this is how men can help. Yeah. 
this is what a man yeah, can do yeah. or even just give basic understanding to a man this is where the problem started it's a tale as old as time help us fix it it's always about yeah. these are the great women in history this is what has been done this is what women are doing okay well what are the men doing nothing yeah. because i don't know they're they're there being the ones that are allies they're being cheerleaders in the background and even even a lot of them as are allies they're only allies to a point because you start hearing things like like uh, oh yeah I'm all for women going to school. Then you ask them, so how would you feel if your wife earned more than you? Ah, no, I'm not okay with that too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mr. Ally. Exactly. I feel like a lot of initiatives should also actively include men. That's what, yeah, that's it. They should actively include men. Find ways to, you know, involve them in the conversation. Find ways to pull them in. I want to say pull them in. I don't mean they should come and start telling us that International Women's Day and all you 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 men hating women have come out again. All you feminists. That's not what I mean. They should be included in the conversation. Constructive conversations. Yeah. And like, yeah, if anybody has ideas on how to do that, like, share them on TL. Share them everywhere. Like, I mean, somebody will pick it up yeah. and act upon it. Even if you yeah. yourself can't. Somebody will definitely see your idea and act upon it. Yeah. Sometimes my opinions on some of these things are pretty idealistic. Like, they're more idealistic than realistic in the sense that, like, in my mind, a lot of these things should just be black and white, right? But I also understand that they're not black and white. Because left to me, I'd say you shouldn't have to ask for, you shouldn't have to see your personal gain in it to know that you need to help somebody else. But unfortunately, that's how human beings are. So I would also like for the men to understand that improving the situation for women is also improving the situation for themselves. Maybe that's like the first step to helping them actually understand what this whole concept of being an ally is. You're tired of being the only one bearing the financial responsibilities of your family. So help women do better so that your wife can also have the opportunity to help you out. You know, you're tired of having your wives and your daughters die in the hospital because the treatment isn't adequate. So help women so more people can get into top positions in in, in management and give better representation for the women that you're tired of having to lose. Do you understand? You, you don't want to have to be paying hospital fees in, in pounds and dollars because you're afraid your wife is going to die in the hospital. So do something so that there are more women in proper positions because it's not just to be speaking from the outside but there are more women on the inside speaking on these issues of maternal mortality and you know general general female mortality rates in Nigeria to reduce the issues that you're facing a lot of women actually learn a lot of this at home like now you remember yeah. that um to that period during lockdown I think was it during lockdown the silhouette challenge where yeah. women like they would oh, oh, okay they would dance in their silhouette or whatever yeah. the hell they were doing and, Lay you know, your head on my show. <laughs> 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 then that was also the period like Ungozi was really popping in the news. You know, she studied economics. She's now working. Yeah. She's chilling with the big boys. And <laughs> all the, not all, but so many guys on Twitter were forming. Eh, women should be doing the Ungozi challenge. Just trying to silhouette challenge. I'll show you, buddy. <laughs> I remember seeing those comments. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just thinking now, why why the hell can't I do both? Go to work yeah. and then come home and be a bad bee. You know, that's even going to be one of our topics. Women having oh. it all. Because there's this 100%. perception that mm-hmm. you can't be the glamorous, long-nailed, long-haired, yeah. makeup babe, and also still be successful in your career. On TikTok... Guys were doing this whole challenge where it was 
show yourself and get my degree. So yeah. then, so like I was playing this thing with like different adults in my life, like my mom, like whoever, mm-hmm. like <laughs> I was able to get access to because I mean it's lockdown, and. A lot of these guys, obviously, it's TikTok. That's a creative outlet. So lots of these guys are very yeah, yeah. flamboyant in the way they dress. Like some of them were like yeah. real fashion babes, like highest boots with the shortest skirts and the heaviest jewelry. Or guys that wear eyeliner and spike their hair with gel and whatever. Yeah. So like I would play half of the video, then I'll pause it and I'll say, "What do you think this person studies?" Even me, I've not seen what the person studies. I say, "What do you think they study?" Yeah. And Obviously, this guy that's got like very pale skin, super dark eyeliner, spiky hair, they'll say, ah, this one has- is a drummer. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have destiny. Maybe he's playing drum, like you said. Mm. Then I want to play the video. Guy receives an aerospace engineer, post his certificate there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me just say here there's nothing wrong with drummers. There's nothing wrong with drummers. <laughs> Before they come and beat you. Uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, we know how the average Nigerian parents are going to be like, hey, he's dancing. <laughs> he's a drummer. He's, he's, he's playing music. He's playing music there. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, or like the babe, like in these super mini skirts and like, you know those boots all these girls are wearing now? It's like super platform. No boots, they're heels. Yeah, like super, yeah. Those brat doll type of heels. Yeah. Because this girl, she wore something like that. And I, I was like, what do you think this babe studied? And I'm like, mm, maybe fashion because you know she likes she's she's wearing mini skirt and high heels. I played the yeah. I'm playing the video. The babe was a medical doctor. Five years of goddamn uni plus all her <laughs> residency training and whatever they do. Like mm-hmm. I don't I really one thing I'd really I feel like we should get like a more mature woman on this podcast. And like in that episode we do about having it all, I feel like we should have like a more mature woman to explain some of these viewpoints. Like, where do they even come from? Why is it that, that you as a mad idea? Like you as a fifty plus woman, why is it that you see somebody in a miniskirt and you think she can't have possibly done anything serious in school? Like, how does that you know thought develop? The data, this whole thing. The day this whole thing even really registered in my head, because I, I didn't really think of it much. And then one day I was looking at like all the, you know how banks have the pictures of like their directors and head mm-hmm. of this, head of that. All the women looked bleh. I don't, yeah. <laughs> like it was, no one looked fashionable. All in all, I feel like the long and short of what we've been saying is women enjoy a day and Try and understand what the women are enjoying <laughs> so that you can you can help us. 